Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Build to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, a.k.a. Friends to Fatherless Daughters. And I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So once again, I want to thank you for joining in, for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, listen, like, subscribe, and share. Definitely uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get those numbers up. And uh, today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest. So we're going to jump right in. Mr. Derek Jones, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am good, man. I'm good. First of all, let me say thank you for uh, tuning in. Well, not tuning in. Thank you for coming on the show to be a guest because I know you could be doing anything else, but you are here with us and we definitely mm-hmm. appreciate it. Definitely. So, more, than, more than happy to be here. It's been a long time coming, so I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah, we've been trying to, trying to hook up and it's one thing after another, but hey, we're here now, so man, mm-hmm. let's jump right in it. First of all, uh, Introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us exactly what it is that you do. Uh, well, my name is Derek Jones, and I um, I am a certified life and relationship coach, but specifically emphasizing more so on the relationship aspect of it. Um, so I have a life coaching business. I also have the Relationship Gumbo podcast, which is partnered in with that. Um, that airs every Wednesday at 8 p.m., and we just talk about the, the word gumbo, 
from Relationship Gumbo is just really about all of us being a kind of a mix of things and ingredients. And we have to kind of come together and see how that little recipe works. And sometimes you got to take some things out. Sometimes you got to put some things in, test it out. Might not taste too good. So I wanted to really like drill down on areas that a lot of people miss. Those little things that you miss that might change the trajectory of your relationship. I try to pinpoint those things. It's an occupational hazard for being an engineer. I look for I look for the problems and I find solutions. So, so it, co- it goes hand in hand. So that's in a nutshell what I do. I just try to help help people heal. I try to help people see things they they don't normally see so that they can make better decisions. Okay, cool. Uh, you you kind of jumped on me a little bit because that was going to be one of my first questions. I was going to ask where the name came from. But before we do that, I got one other question that I want to ask before we get into that because I know you are a girl dad mm-hmm. uh, like myself. So whenever I have a girl dad on, I ask him two questions. Number one, what does it mean to you to be a girl dad and that experience? And then number two was tell us something that your daughter has taught you. So the first question... What does it mean? It's like it, it's it's something that I that I never thought that I would um, feel or experience being a girl dad. But now, like even with what I do with relationship coaching, right, and I get to see the end results of a lot of a lot of where women go and, and who they become, and I get the unique opportunity to 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 be on the front end of that to try to nurture and try to help her become the best version of herself um, as she can with the actual, you know, with the actual present father in the home, a present father that's involved with her emotionally, as well as just being present and providing and all that other stuff. I'm there for her emotionally as well, because that's one of the, one of the sort, as you know, one of the the things that a lot of women that don't have dads, or even if they have a dad that's not present, it's, it's something that's missing. And then I'm talking to these women at age 45 and the sting's still there. The decisions are being made based on that. And I'm like, I know I can't control everything in her future, but I want to give her a foundation. And I think that that's one of the greatest things that I that I um, can give to her. And it also gives back to me because I get to see her actually experiencing the growth in the in the payback from that. And her, and her literally thanking me like she's only 13, but she's like, thank you, dad, for, you know, for what you do for me. And I'm like, that's that's the payoff right there. Right, right. Uh, the second question, what have I learned from her? What day of the week are we talking about? <laughs> so, uh, my daughter, she's taught me, she's, as a lot of parents experience, she's taught me patience, um, probably more than I normally, I normally have a lot of patience, but you know, the, the things that she's going through now as a new teenager and just really understanding that the biggest thing is understanding that these kids now aren't the same kid that was like in the seventies and the eighties. So you got to have a little more temperament and patience with them because they're really in tune with their feelings and they want to share stuff. And you have to kind of mute down that, that iron fist that we grew up with. Like, yes, do this and do that. And she's like, but why? And I'm like, I got to tell you why. So it's like, (laughs) you got, you have to understand that they're growing up in a different world. And, and you kind of have to kind of mold yourself to that so that she understands that you're trying to get, you know, allow her to have a voice. And and uh, the, the things that I didn't grow, we, we would just say, do it. There was no right. voice. <laughs> so so yeah. now I'm letting her know you're still the daughter. I'm the dad. But I want to hear how you feel. That's the difference. That's what I've learned from her is to just really be more understanding and patient. 
Yeah, man, I, I, I love it. I love it. My my baby just made, uh, I, I still call her my baby. Uh, she just made uh, 19 um, okay. last month. You know, so she ain't she ain't no little baby no more, but she's, she's right. still my baby. She's my only biological child um, mm -hmm. that I have. And yeah, so that's an experience, you know what I mean? You know, growing, yeah. watching them grow up, you know, trying to lead them. And, and like you said, especially me being in, in the similar uh, field, you know, um, with, with what I do with the uh, Friends of Fatherless Daughters uh, mm -hmm. program that I have. So with me talking to that, generally I'm talking to women also that are mm -hmm. older now, you know? Right. And so to be able to see what that looks like for a father to be present or not to be present and mm -hmm. the effects that it has on a, a woman and a, or a daughter, you know, I definitely try to be more mindful, you know, with mm -hmm. my daughter, you know, to instill the things that I know that can become a hardship, you know, right. later on. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely love those answers, man. I, I love to have those conversations whenever I have a girl dad on just to get that point of view and to sort of let the daughters hear, you know, the hearts of a father because all the time they don't hear that. And right. definitely, you know, our fatherless daughters, um, I, I, I still kind of struggle with that a little bit because I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, to allow them to hear a father talk about his daughter when they don't necessarily have that relationship. But I still think it's, it's good for yeah. everybody to hear it. You it's, know, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I think um, it's good because they get to see a different type of man mm -hmm. that may inform even who they choose even right, at this right. at this older age, right? You still get to see how he treats his kids. It gets to let you kind of get a, a a kind of a view of this is might be the type of man that I want to add into my family. Um, whether you know whether they have a young kid or whether they're contemplating on having one, now you get to actually see that there are men out here that actually care, that's in the trenches, that's doing the work. So I think it's it's important for everybody to hear. Okay, cool. Well, that makes me feel a lot better, you know. I mean, I, I love to have the discussion myself and I and, and put it out there, but that was just something that I always kind of thought about, sort of in the back of my mind, you know. But yeah, you're you're right, you're right to be able to have that example of what it should be and what it should sound like and look like. So definitely, thank yeah. you, thank you for that. So um, we're gonna jump back into it. You had already got started because again, I was gonna ask you where the name came from, you know, mm -hmm. and so now that I understand a little bit about that. Um, one of uh, one of the other courses that I have. How long have you been doing this, and what made you get into the the relationship field? Okay, so like I said earlier, I'm an engineer by trade, right? I've been with NASA for like 23 years now. I'm not going nowhere. I'm still go I'm still going to ride that out to the wheels fall off, unless right, right. something magical happens, like some <laughs> some falls out the sky in my lap, then I'll be ha more than happy to leave. But right now, I'm there. So. So people are like engineer, relationship coach, like how 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 does this happen? And what I found, um, as a lot of people who work in my field, they tend to be a little more introverted. They tend to be a little more, you know, they're in the computer, but they don't necessarily tend to be as social. And so what I found over time, because I was that guy, but in my field initially of just helping people and getting that response back from them, there was it did something to me. It, it made me feel that 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 satisfaction, that gratitude of actually helping them with the technical stuff, 
made me feel a sense of accomplishment. And so as I got older, as I began to grow into myself, I really started loving being around people, even though I still was kind of introverted. I still was like, I like this feeling of being around people and helping people. Then I kind of, um, you know, years and years later, I, I knew I had a gift of being able to take everyday things and translate them into um, language that people could understand, even if they couldn't necessarily get it. I, I had a talent for taking technical things and making it sound in a way that everybody can digest, right? So I was like, there's a, there's a sense of, of validation and purpose that I got from it, but I didn't know how to, how to package it or anything. And I was like, I really like, like almost like teaching and coaching, but I wasn't a coach yet. So I was like, well, I went along and me and my wife, we, we started a few businesses and every business we had that involved other people, I would always be the one coaching them. Even though I wasn't the guy, I would be the one saying, no, this is what he really meant. Look at it this way. And they'd be like, I've been doing this for 10 years and I finally got, I, I'm getting it now. And I'm like, there's something to that. So I started a business called, and I'm like, it, it'll, it, it'll wrap up real fast. I started a business called Card Logic. And Card Logic was this, this way that I could translate things visually for people using playing cards. So I would set up all these different analogies like, you got the color, the, the red and the black. You got the fate, the, the the back of the card and the front of the card. So I'm like, okay, all the back of the cards represent men. All the cards flipped over represent women. This is, and I used to do these elaborate things, and people would be like, oh my god, for visual thinkers, mm -hmm. um, and visual learners. And I was like, this is cool. However, it's a hard elevator pitch. You can't tell somebody what this is in a couple sentences. They actually have to see it. So when I would tell people about it, they'll be like, what? Cards? What do you, poker? What, what, what do you do? So it frustrated me. A lot of people were like, yeah, this ain't going to work. I don't know what you're doing, but this ain't it. And so I went back to the drawing board and I said, I got to narrow the focus. What am I really good at? So I'm looking over my life and my relationships and, and how I've helped other people with theirs and my life is a cautionary tale. That's a whole nother two shows in itself, but I've done some things. I've graduated from those things, but the way that my mind works, I'm able to translate all of that. And so I was like, this is probably where I need to be. And it's not visual. So now I can start a podcast because I wanted to start a podcast before, but I'm like, they can't see, they can't right. see the card. So I was like, not only am I narrowing my focus, but now I can start a podcast. So all of this combined up to now is probably about three years. So the coaching, the coaching, well, no, we're coming up on, wow, COVID. So we're coming up on, no, this is like four now. So because the, the Relationship Gumbo podcast is going on in January of next year, it'll be three years. So three years I've been doing the coaching. So, okay. and it's been great. I have no complaints. It's very fulfilling. It feels purposeful and I'm really helping a lot of people. So, so if I had to choose between the engineering and the, and the coaching, it would definitely be the coaching because of the fulfillment I get out of it. But I still got to make sure this house taken care of. So 
right now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, believe, believe me, I understand. So I'm a, I'm a bricklayer by trade, you know, and so I'm in mm-hmm. construction. So I definitely understand, you know, some got to pay the bills and, and, yep. until the podcast can, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, so okay, so with you helping with relationships, so do you only focus on like romantic relationships or is it relationships in general, but also, you know, romantic? Primarily romantic. Um, so we're talking about singles, relationships, um, couples, marriage, divorce, and those type of things. That's where I believe my most of my talent lies. I can do the other stuff, but I think that for my skill set, the romantic relationships for me is paramount, not just because I'm good at it, but because I'm a firm believer in building community, building families, and stopping all of this mess of the black male and female going like, you know, in yeah. other directions yeah. and fighting each other and blaming and all the blame game. And I'm like, no, wait, wait, wait. Y'all not listening to each other. This is how you got to, yeah. you know, get it together so that y'all can like, how do we go make babies? How are we going? If y'all not messing with each other, what are we doing? <laughs> like, right. So that's, that's one of the things that made me want to do this. Cause I'm like, Yo, if y'all step outside yourself, the fix is not that hard. Like this, just look, at it, just look yep. at it this way. So that's that that really drives me because we all can see the separation, and that's not going to get us too much. For you know, it's not going to get us far. We need we talking about generations. We trying to make sure that this thing stays solid. Right, right. So you you hit on two things that that I want to mention. Uh, first of all, what I want to say is. Um, I think part of some of our some of our issues or one of our issues or lack thereof and what, what would be a benefit would for us as a community would be seeking outside help because yes. sometimes we just don't see eye to eye and we yes. so busy in ourselves that we can't mm-hmm. see what the other person you know yes. is, is trying to say. So that yes. you know I definitely want to point that out uh with your work that you do and not just what you do, but just outside, whether it's counseling or therapy, you know, whatever. I know as a culture, a lot of times we look, you know, we kind of shun away from it. It's it's becoming more receptive now, more of of a topic. And, and, and I hope that it's not just the hot topic at a time, you know what I mean? Because it definitely is something that we need as a culture to embrace, you know, as an everyday thing. But one of the other things that, that, you talked, you mentioned um, what I got from what you just said was communication, because I think that a lot of the issues that we have in relationships uh, is the lack of communication Mm -hmm. and uh, mainly the, the lack of being able to hear, you know, I think a lot of time we listen to respond and not listen to understand. And so we listening to what you say, but we're not really listening. We just waiting for the pause so we can jump in. You know what I mean? And say whatever it is that, you know, that we trying to say to try to get our point across. So what would you say? I mean, I know that's kind of cliche that we talk about uh, communication probably is like the biggest factor, but I believe it is. But Mm -hmm. what would you say would be one of the biggest hindrances uh, hindrances to relationships, uh, our man and man and woman relationships. You know, um, like I said, I think it's communication, but it could be something else. So, what do you think? I think the biggest thing is communication. I think the second biggest thing ties into what you were talking about about possibly getting outside help is really understanding who we are. 
instead of who we want the person that we're with or the world to perceive us as is really getting in tune with who you are so that when you get into a relationship, you're showing up as you, that person gets to fall in love with you. The communication part of it is so like it's, it's the easiest and the hardest thing to do because we all come to the table with a bunch of stuff, experiences mm -hmm. and traumas and all this other stuff. And then you try to pair with another person that has their own set of stuff and based on what you dealt with in your past, you might not want to listen. You might want to just yeah. kind of, you know, bulldoze your way in. Well, where, guess what happens when you bulldoze your way in? There's another person on the other side that may be hurt by what you're doing, but maybe they may not want to tell you because they don't want to rock the boat. So now they're sitting on that. So now we really not communicating the way we should. And that other person that's sitting there trying to keep the peace is building resentment over time. Now they're mad. Now they don't want to deal with you no more. And, it, and, and the solution was simply just to be able to hear each other and to really respect each other and understand that certain things, certain tones hurt. A lot of men not going to say, you hurt my feelings when you yelled at me, but <laughs> it, it, you're going to hold on to that 100, 200 times until next thing you know, you're like, man, I, I'm not like, let me just sit in the driveway for another 30 minutes because... I don't even want to go in there. When the inside of the home isn't peaceful, the only place that you can go to get peace is outside. And that's where the, that's where <laughs> that's where all the mess yeah. happens. So yeah. yeah. So you you said uh uh two things I wanna I wanna touch on real quick. One of them uh I, re I remember when um uh what was the movie Hustle and Flow when the movie mm -hmm. Hustle and Flow came out and I remember watching uh Terrence Howard and he was doing a uh, interview and he talked about an experience he had when he was younger. Uh, and I think it was a gentleman had told him this phrase or whatever. And what he said to him was the person who cares the least will control the relationship because the person who, who cares the most will always be trying to compensate, yeah. you know, to keep yeah. that other person happy. And, yeah. and I think about that because one of, one of my things that I teach and I definitely believe is, you know, one of the biggest things we can do to help our relationships is to focus, right? On the yeah. focus on the right things. And so I always say my focus in a relationship should be what can I do to make this other person's life better? You know, mm -hmm. and if that's my focus is making sure that their life is better and their focus is making sure that my life is better, then we're going to meet each other's needs. You know what I right. mean? But I think a right. lot of times we focus too much on ourselves and then it's like, well, I'm not getting what I want and I'm not getting, you know, but we're so busy focused on what we're not getting that we're not giving neither, you know? Yeah. Um, so definitely I think that's one of, that's a, a big thing, you know, to have come into a relationship with that mindset that it's not about me. It's about the person that I say I love, you know, yeah. and giving them what it is that they need. Yeah, and you want to know some the, the 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 irony in that what you just said about the person that that uh that cares the least. When we talk about people, and I'll lose this word loosely because I know it's used a lot, um, and maybe not in the best ways. But you think you, you use the word like narcissist and people that typically don't have a lot of empathy, they care less. Mm -hmm. Those people will try to find people who care a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And so, because they know that those people who care a lot are going to cater to them 
so much that they're not even going to worry about themselves. And that is the thing that I always try to tell people when I coach them, you can still care, but have barriers for entry. Like they can't just get it all up front because you already know that you're a person that's super empathetic and you want to save everybody. Okay, cool. You're going to have to vet everybody, no matter how cute they are, mm-hmm. the same way. They don't get to get it all. And and that's it's unfortunate because those of us that are the most caring are the ones that get hurt the most because we find ourselves finding people that we want to people pleasers. We want to find right. people that we can help out because we're just this type of these are the people that get crushed. I'm one of, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, I feel I you. Know. I feel you, you know, because we we those of us who have 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 hearts for people like myself and you who you know would dedicate our life and and do dedicate dedicate our lives to helping other people you know a lot of times we have to realize that we can't save everybody you right. know and, and it's, it's it's kind of a hard lesson to learn for us you know and, and i speak for myself definitely kind of a hard lesson to learn mm-hmm. um that you can't help everybody and then also that everybody don't want to be helped you know yep. like you said Very there true. are people that look for people that they can get over on, that look for people that they can control, you know, and even on the other side of that, there are some people who love being victims, you know, yep. because victimhood give them, get them attention. It gets them, uh, you know, emotional or whatever, you know, they get the, the, the attention that they want from the other person. So we can't save everybody, but it's yeah. a, that's kind of a hard lesson to, you know, a hard pill to swallow. Oh, it is. At Very times. Hard. So, you know, you got to kind of, Choose, choose your battles, as they say, Very you know, hard. and try to help who we can help. Um, definitely, and I think one of the one of the other things, even going back to what we were talking about, you know, um, with the narcissist or whatever, I think that one of the things that we have to learn um, as as in, in relationships is to be able to solve the problems that we have. You know, without or or just just being able to solve problems in a in a, a good manner. You know, because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times, a lot of problems that we have, if we take the time to actually focus on the problem, you know, mm-hmm. we can we can fix it, and uh, it can save a whole lot of uh, relationships. Yep. You know, just yep. in that, um, you know, what they would call conflict resolution. You yep. know, to yep. be able yep. to come to the come to the table and say, okay, what is the real problem? You know, I know yeah. I'm mad at you, but I'm not mad at you personally. I'm mad at something that you did. You know, and to be able to look and say, first of all, why does that affect me that I feel this way about it? And then if I can explain that to you, why it hurts me, then maybe it'll help you to understand why, you know, you should change that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's that's um probably one of the biggest lessons that that most of us have to learn is is to attack the problem and not the person. Because you see the person every day, so it's hard not to say, you didn't do this. And it's like, wait, you your voice elevated. You're kind of <laughs> yelling a little bit because you upset. Yeah. But the only other person that I can reference that type of tone to is my mom. You're not that. <laughs> so we're going to have to, I'm the, I'm the tone police. I got a badge <laughs> and everything. Like, you're going to have to bring it down a little bit because <laughs> I can't. It's going, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't take that, that, that yelling, that, that's a trigger for me. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's that's not a good one. That's not a good one. So let's let's switch it up a, a little bit. So um, I I I don't know if you're an author. I was I actually was going no, to ask you that. No, no? I okay. should be, but I'm not. Okay, well, hey, you know, we're, we're speaking into existence. You know what I'm saying? So yep. um, one of my is is I have two books when we talk about relationships, and when I when I um talk to other people about relationships, two books that I definitely recommend. One of them is called Love and Respect, uh, which mm -hmm. is a great book. It's awesome. And the other ones, which I know you've heard of, is The Five La Love Languages. Absolutely. Uh, which definitely is, is a book that I believe in. Um, yes. So seeing that you, you know about it, um, I want to ask you if you could add, if you could add uh, another love language uh, that you think would be helpful uh, what do you what would that be? Ooh, that's a good question, man. And I'm normally not stumped ever. <laughs> uh, another love language. Uh, I think a lot of a lot like the five love languages speak to things that tend to be a little more tangible. And I think maybe if I was to add another one, that it would probably be something that tapped more into emo the emotional side of us, right? Because we're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, touch and words of affirmation. But I think maybe, I don't know what I would call it, but something that would, that would help, um, that receiving would, would make me connect to you more emotionally versus, you know, some of those, some of the gift giving and all these other things. Right. If there was something that was that tend to tap into the emotional part of me more, I think that that would probably be um, the the only other thing that I would add. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I, and and I agree with that because I think um, if we could add anything, um, a maybe a chapter on the emotional and not just the emotional part of it, but the the self awareness of your your own emotions. You know, right, what I'm saying? right, and yep. being able to understand why it is that you know these the things that you're attracted to you are attracted to you know and right. being able to and, and kind of going back to that communication too being able to uh communicate those things and communicate those mm -hmm. ideas and i think a lot of it um definitely since since i've been kind of the last year or so into the personal development space you know, mm -hmm. uh, with myself. And, and definitely, I think that that's a, a big uh, plus to anybody that's, that's working, you know, towards anything, but it out that helps you get into not only to your mental space and understanding yourself, but definitely to get in contact with your emotional self too. And uh, I think especially as men, you know, that's a, a, a part of us that we don't often talk about. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't deal with it. We don't talk about it, and we kind of shy away away from it. And I think that that's one of the uh, the biggest things with uh, community. You know, as men, which is definitely something that I'm I'm big on. I know you mentioned it earlier. You know, to have these conversations with men where men are able yeah. to talk. You know, and I know I, yeah. I, one of my earlier podcasts I talked about you know, building these safe spaces, you know, mm -hmm. for men, you know, and to be able to have this space where it's okay that we share how we feel, you know? Right. Um, and, and I talked about if you don't have that space, then maybe it's up to you to create it. 
you know, yep. to become yep. that friend that says, hey, if something's going on, call me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If something, you know, you're dealing with something, call me. You know, yeah. and and, and uh, I think that's a, a big thing. And I know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you you are a word, a part of a, a, a podcast where yes. it was a couple of gentlemen, you know, yeah. you got... Yeah, the real shop talk. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. So we we curated a a, a online space where we just kind of spoke as as black men from our hearts. We talk about topics, um, and and again, um, with the focus on community building, um, and how we can help other men see themselves in us and actually see because what I what I've realized in, in being in this space is men want to share. Mm-hmm. They just want to they a lot of times they want to see that that it's okay. They want to see other men doing it and then they're like okay now I, I feel connected to them. So let me let me go ahead and say me too now. Right. You, and even on this app um Clubhouse right I have a love-hate relationship with it, but when you go in these rooms, these men will pour their guts out because they're hearing other men talk about these subjects that they don't normally get to do in their everyday life. And and, mm-hmm. and it's amazing to, to, to hear it and to see it because we know that this doesn't happen normally in our everyday lives. And so when we made that, that, um, the real shop talk it 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 really was a space where you know all five of us were willing to put our hearts and our vulnerability on the line so that people can see that that there are men out here that's not trying to fight women that's not trying to mm-hmm. you know put out all of this rhetoric about what you should and shouldn't be we're human we relegate this emotional space to women but we're human too and and it's just kind of that thing so I'm not, you know, I I literally did my last show with with that uh, yesterday, but that was because I I I only have a certain amount of bandwidth, and I got I got stuff <laughs> that I need to work on and do, right. and I was like, I got to take something off my plate or I'm gonna explode. So that was one of the one of the the several things that I had to kind of back away from, but I'm still connected to them. We're still community. I'm still gonna you know pop up on the show now and then, but being like the the integral part of of the the machine i couldn't it's, it's it wasn't enough space for me but i i hold space for these things on my show as well there's 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 always spaces and then i put myself in in different arenas too so i kind of move around but yeah the for me being one of those men that's not afraid to to share my story to share my vulnerability we get we just got to put ourselves in position and and be the change that we that we know that we need not just for ourselves but our families and our daughters they need to see us do this too right because there's right. a lot like these women that I you know that I have in my um sphere as far as like the coaching and all of that they're like oh I've never met a man that told me how he feel and I'm like never and they're like yeah mm. I don't even think they exist and I'm like they do we out here right. and we work we working on it. We got a mission. We're gonna we gonna right. try to elicit some change. It may not be the world, but we're gonna take care of what we can take care of. Yeah. Well, I, I always say you can't change the world, but you can change your world. You know what exactly. I mean? I, not you can't change, but you may not change the world, you yeah. know, but you can change your world. Exactly. And, and then definitely I, I agree with you hundred percent, man. I, I think you know it's up to us to to build those uh rooms and to build those spaces that you know 
the other men feel free to talk about some things. And that's why I talk about a lot of things on, on my podcast. And even mm -hmm. I've you know been on other podcasts and definitely share about things that I've been through with depression and and you know uh suicidal thoughts and you know debt and and divorce and and the whole world of that you know I'm yeah. very vocal about it because I know I'm not the only one that's been through it you know yeah. and like you said it's up to us to make those spaces to make it okay you know yeah. because we all yeah. we all we want to say something you know, and you can tell because we quit to throw a joke. You know what I'm saying? You joke about mm -hmm. something, everybody quit to throw a joke in. So we yeah. just got to make it that it's okay to talk about some serious things, to talk about some things that's really meaningful in our lives, you know? And so yeah. that's why I, I really like the the, um, the platform that you guys um, built, you know, and, and I'm connected to some of them guys um, in the yeah. speaking space and everything and um definitely going to have some some of them on here um but um before before i go i'm, I'm gonna let you have the last word uh and give yeah. some advice but i just want to throw this, this little thing that i i do when i'm talking about relationships right so uh this little i guess you call it a story that i like to put out there so we hear a lot of times when i'm talking to women and some women and that you hear the 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 old thing that all men are dogs, right? Uh -huh. And so I tell women, say, well, if, if all men are dogs, then you need to be careful of the kind of dog that you choose, right? Right. So right. we got four, four different types of dogs that you should be looking for if all men are dogs and you got to deal with a dog anyway. So one of them would be the seeing eye dog because the seeing eye dog leads and he guides, right? So if you're going to deal mm -hmm. with a, a dog anyway, then look for a seeing eye dog. The other one would be the canine, the canine, which is the police dog, because he protects, right? Mm -hmm. So he protect your home. The third one would be uh, the hunter, right? Because he goes out, he hunts, and he brings back the food, so he provides. So we got the CNI dog, we got the canine, we got the hunter. Um, what was my last one? I can't think of what it did. My mind just went blank. <laughs> But those three is good. So I would say if if you have to just have to deal with dogs, if you believe that all men are dogs, then there are several kinds of dogs that you should be looking for. You know, and I definitely don't believe that. And I don't think most women believe that. But I think a, a lot of times they just repeat or I don't even want to say repeat, regurgitate what's been, you know, deposited yeah. into them back out into the world. So, um, yeah, I have you, to. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying a, a lot of times, just because of how analytical my brain is at all times, I always have to kind of gut check these women when they say this because I hear it a lot. And I'm like, okay, so all men are dogs, right? So how often have you dated in your specific geographical area around your house? And they'll say, yeah, I go to the same bar every Friday and I meet guys every now and then and we date, I met some good ones. And I said, okay, you lived in the same city your whole life. How many men have you dated in a serious relationship that wasn't in your geographical immediate region? But none. So if you've only been going to the same bar in the same city every week, how could you possibly have the experience to know that not you, you can't even say most, you can't even right. say 50 men are dogs. So stop. 
just stop. Like, yeah. seriously, like you can't. I get I get so upset when people speak in absolutes like all because right. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. your little experience, even if you took you and 10 of your girlfriends, it's still a small sample size. Like you can't you stop. Just I just I it, it right. drives me nuts. And I always have to bring them back to and I'm like, and that's and furthermore, if every man in your little geographical area is treating you bad, but you still fish in that same pond, you're probably gonna be single. You, you you're not even going thirty minutes up the road to go go be seen. Right, <laughs> it's right. just it's insane to me. Yeah, and and I always say, you know, if you're constantly having bad relationships one after another, then you got to look at the common denominator. You know what I'm yep. saying? And then that goes into you know number one accountability, which is almost a curse word <laughs> in, in some spaces. You know, but we got to talk about accountability and then dealing with the the hurts of your past. And the things that you're bringing from one relationship to another, you know, the baggage that you carry, you know, and yep. uh, a lot of times men and women don't want to do that work, you know, don't want to do right. that hard work. And, and you know, it makes it hard. Uh, it, it makes it hard for those of us who care, you know, and want to see you do better, because a lot of times some people just don't want to do the work, you yep. know, and, and, and it's unfortunate. But. Uh, Derek, again, man, I, I thank you so much for being on, man. Thank you for, you know, giving us a little bit of your time. So I'm going to let you have the last word. Um, first of all, tell us where we can find you at, um, how anyone can work with you if they're looking for you, and then any last words that you might want to have. Um, I'll say, well, first, you can find me at my website, relationshipgumbo.info, and that will funnel you to all the social media Um with the emphasis on Instagram, because I do a lot of pop-up lives on there. They're unannounced, but they're very um, impactful, a little mm -hmm. less scripted than the actual podcast. Um, and then YouTube is where I do the live podcast every Wednesday. So everything is live in real time. I have guests sometimes. Sometimes I'm solo, but it's always good content. And, um, and this is how we network and connect with people. And I'm sure at some point we're going to have you on the show, sir. Oh, so definitely. We're going to save you a spot. Um, and a, a last word, I guess, um, I would just say overall from the whole conversation, just for, for, for your listeners and anybody else that would listen, you really have to really be intentional about, A, what you want out of a relationship, and B, you have to really look at yourself to see what you are bringing to the relationship. And a lot of times we look at what we're getting, mm -hmm. but when you look at what you have to offer now, you really got to look at yourself. You can't just say I'm cute. Just can't say I got a lot of money. What do you, if you didn't have the money, sir, if you didn't have yep. the butt, ma'am, what else do you bring? And I'm not gonna say bring to the table because I hate that. But what else are you bringing? <laughs> what else are you bringing to the relationship right. that makes you valuable to another human being? And hopefully that other person is doing that inner work as well. But I guess my biggest my biggest thing is just you really gotta focus on who you are. Find that out. So a lot of people that's in their fifties right now don't even know who they are. Mm. And um and it take and, and and it takes time. It takes time for you to figure, got to go through the mud and figure out where you've been and what your patterns are. And why am I like this? Why have I been single for 10 years? You got to, you're going to have to do some investigative work before you can show up 
and be effective with somebody else. Yeah, that's so. and that's one hundred percent. Yeah, like I said before, you know, I, I think a lot of people just don't want to do the work, but you have to make up your mind what it is that you want. You know, if you want a good relationship, you want a meaningful, healthy relationship, then you're gonna have to do the work starting with yourself. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, man, again, Derek, thank you so very much for being on, man. I, I, I definitely glad. And we're going we gonna to keep our ear out for that book because I know it's coming, you know, sooner or <laughs> later. I'm, I'm putting it out there. You know what I'm saying? And when, when you write it, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up and we, we'll be back on here to talk about it. You know, we'll so do. Again, absolutely. Yeah. So, again, thank you so very much uh, for, for, you know, blessing us with your presence and your expertise. Again, everybody, this is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, and our mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Make sure you guys listen, like, subscribe, and share to the podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, and everywhere else on Facebook. You can find us everywhere, Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Until next time, we will see you guys next week. We out of here. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.